0: Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me for episode 39 of the podcast. In this episode, I am going to be walking you through a super easy, effective, and perhaps most importantly, efficient content planning process. And this episode is actually a sneak peek into what you can expect from some of our business modules in the Basic Plus Business DSC membership, which is launching this Thursday. So I've actually taken a little bit of the content directly from one of our videos and turned it into a podcast episode. So if you're listening to this episode after Thursday, April 8th, make sure that you check out www.dietitiansuccesscenter.com to see which of our membership options is right for you. Okay, so let's jump into it. Content creation this is often a huge challenge for people. Um, And I see way too often dietitians and students who are spending so much time creating these beautiful Canva graphics uh, to post on their Instagram accounts. And, And yes, you know, this is, this is, They're beautiful and uh, they look amazing, but I think it's really important to remember that social media is only one part of the process and we really don't want to be dedicating too much of our time to only one part of the process. So we want to make this really efficient. And then the reason why planning is important and, and pre-planning is important is because it saves you so much time. You always have content that you can draw from. Uh, you know that you're going to get good engagement because you're thinking about your content topics in advance and you're being strategic about them as opposed to just trying to come up with something on the spot because you know you haven't posted on social media for a while. Um, and, and it's really an opportunity to say goodbye to that stressful last Last minute posting. And I know we've all been there. I've been there. Sometimes it still happens to me for sure. But we really want to try and get away from that. Um, and so those are some of the reasons why it's important. Again, we want social media to stay as only one part of how we market our businesses. It's never a good idea to put all of our eggs in one basket. Um, and again, it's important, but should, uh, should only take up a small amount of your time. And so let's talk about what this process is that I personally use for my business, and it's been really effective for me, and it's been really effective for my clients. So we're going to go through three steps to effective content planning to make it a really streamlined process so that you're not spending too much time creating content every week. And of course, you know, content in and of itself is how we market our services. So it's very important, but again, it's only one part of our businesses. So before we get into those three steps for effective content planning, I want to talk about some of the golden rules of actually creating online or social media content. And I know I've mentioned this in podcast episodes before, but it's um, it's important to just uh, just provide a little reminder of some of these golden rules. So the first golden rule is that consistency is more important than frequency. So um, I'd rather see you show up once a week consistently forever versus showing up five times in one week and then realizing that it's way too overwhelming and you can't do it anymore. And so you drop it like a hot potato and then we don't see you on social media again for a month. Right. So we want to make sure that we're starting by setting really measurable and small and attainable goals for ourselves and then working our way up from there. And then we also want to make sure that all of our content is number one, answering questions or number two, solving problems. So I see a lot of informative posting on social media. So by informative, I mean just purely giving information about something related to nutrition. So, for example, what are some food sources of vitamin C? Um, so this is fine, and and it can be a part of your process, but it's not that effective because guess what? Somebody can. Easily, easily, easily. Just Google that content, right? It's it's not that uh, groundbreaking. It, it didn't really require a lot of your dietitian or nutrition expertise. Um, and so it's just a little bit simple, right? It lacks that kind of critical thinking piece. So we really want to move past that. Um, and and then the other question I would ask you is: Is your target audience really asking themselves what food sources of vitamin C are, or? Are they looking for tips that can help them stay healthy during cold and flu season? It's probably the latter, right? We have to think about what are some of those challenges, some of those problems that our target audience has that we can then create content about as opposed to just trying to be informative. So we always have to put ourselves into our target audience's shoes when we're coming up with our content, okay? So those were a few of the golden rules. Um, The first one was consistency over frequency. The second one was answer questions, and the third one was solve problems. Okay, so let's get into it. I am going to go through now three steps for to create the perfect content creation process. So starting with number one, and, and just so you know, this has been a massive game changer in my business. I would say, and I haven't measured it specifically, but I would say that um, I spend 75% less time on my social media now than I did eight months ago. Um, and that's because I've implemented this process. And so now, although I do, so I do have a virtual assistant who takes my content and creates my Canva graphics, but I already have a Canva templates set out for her. So it really only takes her about an hour a week to take the content that I've created for her and put it into Canva graphics and then schedule it into my scheduling tool. And so, It's, again, it's a really easy process. So I think between the two of us, we probably only spend maybe um, an hour and 15 minutes. I would say I spend maybe 15, 20 minutes coming up with the content topics and then she takes about an hour to actually uh, put it into Canva and then transfer it over to Buffer, which is the scheduling tool that I use. Um, So it's pretty darn quick. Um, And that's to create content for an entire week. Um, So it's very quick. Okay, so let's get into it. Number one, the first step is content categories. And so I've talked about this on the podcast before, and it's worth mentioning again because this has been such a game changer for me. Um, So essentially what we do here is we take categories which our target audience is interested in, and we assign specific days to those categories. And then what we do is we just rotate between those categories every single week. And so this helps to ensure that we know what we're talking about on specific days. It helps to give variety and it also helps us balance that selling versus providing value. So, you know, how often should we be at, you know, just providing value, providing informative content versus how often should we actually be talking about our businesses and selling something. So it gives some balance there. And then what we do is when we have our content categories, step two is going to be coming up with content topics within each one. But let's first start with content categories. So we want to come up with around five to seven content categories. Some some examples of content categories might be uh, recipes that are relevant to your target audience or your niche. Tips related to a specific pain point or side effect that they experience, perhaps a fact versus fiction or a true or false category, Um, perhaps quotes or inspiration. Maybe meal planning tips and so on and so forth. There's so many different content categories that you could choose. Um, I would actually suggest doing a little bit of research. So go on to social media and and check out you know what are some examples of content that I'm really drawn to, um, and and you know make it your own. Take that as inspiration and and uh, come up with a spin on it for your own platform and your own business. And then in addition to those categories, I also like to say that we have some non-negotiable categories. So there's negotiable categories and then there's non-negotiable categories. So non-negotiable ga- categories are things that are more essential to actually getting clients. So the first non-negotiable is talking about you. And talking about you helps to establish and develop the know, like, and trust factor. And all of these pieces are really important to get somebody to want to work with you, right? They, they, want, they have to know you, they have to like you, and they have to trust you enough to want to actually work with you. Um, and so that's one of the no- non-negotiables, is actually talking about you. The second non-negotiable is talking about your business. So what does it look like like to work with you? What's your onboarding process? What services do you offer? What packages do you offer? You know, just promoting the things that you're actually doing and selling yourself. So that's the second non-negotiable. And then the third non-negotiable, which I don't know if it's really a non-negotiable, but I I like to throw it in here just to really stress the importance, is resharing old content. There's no reason why we should create something once and then never reshare it again. That drives me bonkers when I see people do that because it's so unnecessary. When you've you've created a really awesome asset, you should be marking in your calendar to reshare that asset every few months, every quarter. Um, you know, maybe every week I always tell my clients that when they have a freebie, they've developed a freebie. Talk about it every single week because, you know, you should be getting new followers every week. And those are people that have never seen that piece of content. Or there's a lot of people on your uh, who are following you that just weren't paying attention the first time and, and need to see it again to say, oh, Oh, that would be really interesting. And then that prompts them to actually go and download it. Um, So those are a couple of the non-negotiables. So that was number one, is coming up with five to seven content categories that you know your target audience is going to be interested in learning more about and having a mix between those negotiables and those non-negotiables. And then number two is coming up with content topics within each one of those categories. So again, we want to go back to our golden rules around solving problems and answering questions. So what are some of those topics within each that we can explore within a blog post, an Instagram post, whatever content that we're putting out there online? And so... What we want to do is we want to generate a running list that we can continue to add to whenever we, whenever the inspiration strikes. So personally, I really like to use just a Google Doc. I have a Google Doc on my Google Drive, and I just continue to add to it constantly when I get new ideas. And so when I go to actually plan out my content or write out my content for the following week, I just go back to my list and I check, you know, which content topics am I interested in talking about for the coming week. Um, and so it's also great when you get a DM and you think, oh, this would be a good content topic. And so you can add it to the list or you have an interesting conversation with a client that would make for good content. Um, so always keep this running list. A lot of my clients use just the notes app on their phone or they'll send themselves an email when they get inspiration and so on. So, um, what's an example let's let's go through a little example put pulling together the categories and the topics so let's say that my ideal client is a mom Uh, with a three-year-old son and she does work full-time. She's really busy. She doesn't have a lot of time to create elaborate meals or fancy snacks, Uh, but her son is a picky eater and she's stressed about it. She has no idea how to get him to eat healthy foods. And so some of the content categories that I might choose for my ideal client would be things like tips for picky eating, right? Just general tips for picky eating. Um, Or perhaps some fact versus fiction. Obviously, there's a lot of fiction, right? A lot of Um, a lot of, um, myths within the world of nutrition and, and particularly with kids and with babies and nutrition. And so fact versus fiction, um, recipes would be another category, um, and so on and so forth. And then of course I would want to throw in some of my non-negotiables too, like about me, about my business. So what kind of services can I offer my ideal client? What does it look like to work with me? And so on. Um, And so what are some examples of content topics within each one? So let's look at two of those in a bit more detail. So if we're talking about just general tips around picky eating, um, you know, we could start by saying, because if we're going to be talking about the division of responsibility, we want to make sure that we are defining the division of responsibility. So we could start with a topic around just what is the division of responsibility and, and why might it be... The best option for you uh, or taking some of the little pieces of the division of responsibility framework and creating separate topics on each one of those. Um, Another one could be, should I be concerned if my son isn't eating vegetables? This is definitely something that this ideal client is asking themselves. Um, or, you know, one of the, the pieces around the division of responsibility is discouraging grazing. So we can talk about that. Why, why do I need to discourage grazing or should gra- is grazing um, appropriate for my three-year-olds? Those are all examples of content topics. And then let's talk about fact versus fiction. So fact versus fiction or true or false, my child needs a multivitamin. This is definitely something that this, this uh, target our target audience or a niche client is asking themselves um, or true or false, pressuring my kid at mealtimes will make them eat healthier. So some of the th- those things that are intended to generate some thought from your client, some constructive thought, and perhaps challenge how, They've always been doing things, and I find that that's really the key. There is challenging how they've been doing things because that really prompts the person to think twice and think, "Oh, you know, maybe I don't know as much as I I did, and maybe this dietitian can really help me with some of these challenges that I am having." Okay, so that was number two: is come up with content topics within each one of your categories. And so I have anywhere from 20 plus ideas, content topic ideas within each one of my categories, just to give you an idea of length or how many that you can have, but there's really no limit to it, right? The more, more the merrier. Um, And then number three, our final piece is starting with long form and tapering down into short form, So I had mentioned it before, but people need to hear the same information in multiple ways and through multiple formats in order for it to really sink in for them. Um, And so there's no need to create something unique for each platform that you are showing up on. In fact, we just do not want to do that. That's a huge time waster. And so what I suggest is actually start with a long-form piece of content and then take that long-form piece of content and chop it up into different, shorter, shorter, short form, into different chunks of short-form content. So long-form content is like a blog post or a podcast script. So these are things that generally require more of your time, right? So these are longer and then when we're talking about short form content, this is generally like social media posts. So it's supposed to be just short and sweet and concise. It's short form content. Um, and so what I would suggest doing is take one of those topics. So let's say from the example above, um, should I be concerned if my if my child isn't eating vegetables? That can be a blog post. So a blog post around should I be concerned if my son isn't eating vegetables? We start off by writing the blog post, and then we can. Literally just copy and paste little sentences or paragraphs from that blog post and repurpose them into social media content. Um, And so I love this process because again, it's really efficient and it helps to ensure that we're we're repurposing the same piece of content in multiple ways. Um, And so personally, my process for this, just to give you a sense of how this works for my business is I will generally start with a podcast episode script. Because those tend to be the longest, so I'll start with a podcast episode script, and then I will reformat that into a blog post. Now I haven't been great about keeping up with that, um, but I'm. Th- that's one of my goals for this year is to is to get more consistent about creating blog posts out of my podcast content. Reason why that is is because, just in case you're wondering, is because uh blog blog posts have a way bigger impact on your website's SEO. So if I'm already creating this content, I should absolutely be posting it on my website too. So I should actually absolutely be creating a blog post out of it because that's really going to help my website's SEO. So that's a project that I have in the pipeline to to uh, go back to podcast episodes and repurpose them into blog posts. Um, And then what I do is I'll take that episode or that blog post and I'll just take some social media posts uh, from there. So I'll just copy and paste some of the sentences or some of the paragraphs and I will put those into my social media plan for the coming week. And then what I do, um, and this is a big tip that I give to my my coaching clients who aren't sure what to talk about on social media or on Instagram stories. So I will actually just, if I don't have a, an idea for what to talk about on Instagram stories, I'll just take, you know, the the concept of what I posted about in my story and just reshare it, or sorry, that I posted about in my feed and just reshare it as a story. So I'll talk about or I'll elaborate on the content that I just posted in my feed. So, for example, every Monday, I post, what am I up to this week? Like, what are some of the exciting things that are going on for me? Um, and so, when I go to my Instagram stories, then I can say, hey, I just posted what I'm up to this week. Here are a few of the things that I'm going to touch on. Here are a few things, a few of the things that I'm really excited about. You know, what are you up to this week? And so, it gives me an opportunity to show up in both places without having to reinvent the wheel uh, for each each piece of content. And then again, resharing over and over and over again. And so I like to have, uh, so every week I will reshare one of our old blog posts. Um, and then I will also reshare my freebie every week as well. Not always in my feed, sometimes just in Instagram stories, but I do try and keep it to once a week. Alrighty. So, Just to review those three pieces there, the three steps to developing a perfect content creation process. Number one, coming up with content categories. Uh, Number two is coming up with content topics. And then number three is starting with long form and then tapering down into short form. All right. Uh, so I hope that was helpful. I hope you took some helpful tips from this episode. And if you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so that you get regular updates whenever I post a new episode. And I always super appreciate your rating and reviews. This really helps to ensure that the podcast is seen by more fellow dietitians and RD2Bs. Um, so as always, please feel free to slide into my DMs if you have any questions or comments. Otherwise, have an awesome week and stay tuned for the DSC launch this Thursday. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a great week. Bye.